Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is February 4th, which means we are six days away from the legendary NBA trade deadline. What's up, Al? What's going on, man? Can't believe we're only a week away from the deadline. Are you expecting noise? Are you expecting for the 10th to be something where, yeah, the, the magic guy make a move? We're not expecting for, you know, a complete haul off like we did last season, but we're expecting moves, right? Something's happening. I think you'll see at least, a, even if it's at least one of Gary Harris or Terrence Ross being moved, at least that. I don't think much more than that, but then again, you never know with this Orlando Magic uh, front office. Absolutely. So we're we're still hearing the same talks, the Terrence Ross, the Gary Harris, more kind of fan speculation of uh, Mo Bamba, but you know, there's really no telling, right? And and I feel like this time around is a little more more quieter. Normally, we hear things from the agents, the other teams. Never hear anything from our front office, but from that side, you know, we normally hear more things than than what we've heard so far. So that's that's going to be interesting. February tenth, definitely the day to circle on your calendar. Um, and and I can't I can't believe we're already we're already right there, man. We're so close. Can't believe it, man. And then after this, we start counting down to the lottery. So hey, it's it's back to last year. If you remember, if you were listening back to us last year. It just becomes a countdown all of a sudden. You're counting down to the trade that line, then you're counting down to the lottery, then you're counting down to the draft. And next thing you know, we're at the draft with Summer League and we're back to next season all over again. So it's it's exciting. A lot of things are going to happen. We're just hoping that, again, uh, we make the right moves, the right decisions over the next few months and uh, it all pays off because we're ready to see this team winning and not only doing it for one week, but doing it, hopefully, uh, for an entire season. Absolutely. And ironically, this is episode number 99, which means by the NBA trade deadline, we'll really be hitting our 100th episode. Um, And we want to talk to you guys real quick about what we plan on giving away. We kind of, you know, made hints here and there of of us kind of coming up with ideas, but we finally, you know, kind of put some things in stone. So, um, Al, you want to go over the uh, the giveaways? Yes, sir. So we're going to be doing actually three giveaways uh, to celebrate our 100th episode. Again, we are so thankful that you guys have given us a chance to uh, to do what we do. Again, we started doing this for fun, and it's hard to believe that it's been 100 episodes already. Um, to, to celebrate, we're going to give three winners, three different prizes. So we're going to have a, a three different prizes again that we're going to be giving out. Prize number one will be a either Jalen Suggs or Franz Wagner jersey of your choice. White one, blue one, orange one. We'll let you guys decide whoever wins. Number two is going to be two tickets to an upcoming Orlando Magic game, lower bowl seats. And number three, the chance to join us on an episode on the podcast as our featured guest. Uh, so we'll, we'll put you right in the middle of the podcast. We'll talk Magic basketball, get to know you and why you became a Magic fan. Um, so we've gotten that request multiple times. People wanting to join us on the show. We're like, hey, this could be a nice, cool way to kind of celebrate with one of one of the uh, Magic fans that listen to us each and every week. Um, so what we're asking you guys to do is to come into this episode, number 99, and simply reply on YouTube. So if you're listening to this, we appreciate it. 
please go on our social media accounts, click on our YouTube video, and simply go in and reply 100. That's all you have to do. 100. We're going to pick three random winners on our 100th episode. So we're going to announce it next week. Um, So that's all we're asking for. Nice and easy. Again, go into our YouTube uh, channel, click on our episode 99, reply 100. And while you're there, might as well subscribe and like the video. That's you know, you're, you're there, there already. Why not? Why not? Why not? I so actually, anything, I think, I think that the 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 third place might be like the best prize. Getting getting a chance to get on the episode with us, chop it up, talk a little magic basketball. Just whoever wins that place, make sure you're ready. Some hot takes. Um, hopefully, you know it's a it's a it's a diehard magic fan, so we can really hear the the roots and and kind of how you became a magic fan. But hopefully, it's a it's a different story than ours. I yeah, like and story. the cool thing is that we'll have the trade deadline kind of kind of happening after before that. So we'll have plenty to talk about. We'll talk about the, the draft coming up. We'll talk about the lottery, but also what took place in the trade deadline and how we're feeling heading into you know next season. So a lot to look forward to. Uh, so again, be on the lookout for that. We'll be posting all these things on social media as well over the next few days. We'll keep retweeting it and reposting on Instagram. Um, so again, take advantage of this. It's a nice little way to celebrate our 100th episode with us. Uh, so again, get yourself a jersey, get yourself tickets to an upcoming game, or join us on the podcast. YouTube, Orlando Magic HQ, comment on episode 99, 100. Nice and That's simple. it. Nice and easy. All right. So enough with the commercial. I felt like that was a really big, long commercial. Enough with the commercial. Let's talk <laughs> Magic basketball. So in today's episode, we're going to talk rookie ladder update we've been kind of keeping an eye on this all season long um well ever since we saw that france really had a, a decent shot um so we're going to get into details about that talk about the rising star selections and i really want to jump into first and foremost um the the cold slam dunk contest the 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 so if you everyone's heard but in case you haven't Cole anthony has been selected to join the nba slam dunk contest Cole has had a lot of big moments in the games where he's really exploded and he's really shown his his um, athleticism. Now, with the slam dunk contest, he's going up against, you know, Obi Toppin. He's going up against, uh, what was the other guy? Help me out, pal. Jalen Green. Jalen Green. My goodness. Yeah, and then the other uh, guy that I didn't know who he was, but you know who he was because you watch a lot of, you watch more Warrior games than you, you should. <laughs> Juan Toscano Anderson. That guy, and man, you pronounced that <laughs> way better than I thought that you would. So, <laughs> um, what what do you what do you think about Cole's chances? Now, we've seen a little bit of Obi Toppin last year, and you weren't too fond of it based on the conversations we've had. Um, Jalen Green was your guy before the NBA draft. What are you thinking, Cole Anthony? Uh, so. First and foremost, Juan, I, I've done no research on this guy. I have no idea what he looks like, who he is. Is he what, what? What position does he play? Give me information. I don't know who the guy is. So he's a power forward, and he's I think six nine, six ten. Um, he's not quite as good as Obi Toppin when it comes to athleticism. So I don't think he has a shot. I don't know if they just struggle to find a fourth participant and they just kind of throw him in there. So I don't think he'll be a, a contender in the dunk contest. I think it comes down to Toppin, Jalen Green, and Cole Anthony. In my opinion, what the advantage is for Cole Anthony, historically, in the dunk contest, short guys just look better. When they get up in the air and they, they, they cock that basketball, they, they do a windmill, it just looks nicer when they're small and they can jump high. And Cole Anthony can do that. So I think if he can just simply make his first attempt on these dunks that he may try, 
that's going to be the key. If he starts missing one, two, three, all of a sudden the whole air is out of the, the arena. That's going to go away. Um, so I just hope that he puts on a show where he just goes in there, first attempt, whatever he's trying to do, he nails it. Um, Jalen Green can fly. We know that. Uh, Obi Topping is good, but I'm not impressed what he can do in the dunk contest. He's a good, I think, in-game dunker, better than he is in a dunk contest. Um, and he won last year, if I'm not mistaken. So I think we, we've seen what he can do already. Um, but I, no, I think it's going to come I, down was, to... It was Anthony Simmons that won last year. That's right. He was in it, though. He was in it, he but was he didn't win it. it. That's right. He was in it. I think it's going to come down to Jalen Green and Cole Anthony. I think that's going to be the the finals there. Um, I'm just hoping Cole Anthony can steal it. Because imagine how cool that would be. Cole Anthony one year wins it. AG I think years, I think it would it. be it would be wild if because Cole Anthony has he may be the smallest one out of the bunch, but he mm-hmm. has the advantage because everything is just so much harder for him because mm-hmm. he's smaller. You know, Obi Toppin doing a a windmill or you know between the legs of wh- whatever variety. If Cole Anthony did the exact same dunk, Cole Anthony's dunk would look better because again he's smaller. That's I right. just think that how crazy would it be? If Cole Anthony wins on the first try, wearing number 50, mm. and literally Aaron Gordon, 0 for 3. Can you imagine? How wild would that be? And, and the fact that AG, don't, not to, I mean, you got to be honest, AG put on an amazing show every time that he, he except the year that he did the whole drone thing. Let's forget about that. But the other yeah, two times weird. he joined against Levine uh, and against Derek Jones, yep. those were legendary dunk contests. I mean, he did an amazing job. It's he got. I mean, unfortunately, he was robbed both of those years, if you ask me. But it would be amazing if Colin Anthony goes in there and just finds a way to. First time he gets in it, he wins it, brings it to Orlando. That would be amazing. I'm really hoping that's the case. And not only that, man, we need the attention. We need the media attention. We need the fact that Orlando goes to play against I don't know Cleveland, and all of a sudden it's oh, Colin Anthony won the dunk contest. He's a dunk contest champ. That just automatically goes into the media. It creates some sort of energy around the team. We need that. Um, so I'm really hoping he pulls it off. And, and really, if you're looking for it, you know, a, a way to be able to build your brand, you're doing it on one of the biggest stages when it comes to NBA events. Yes, the playoffs, I get it, all-star game, but the NBA slam dunk contest, it's like if you're not a basketball fan, you're still watching. Oh, yeah. You look at, you know, how that really helped Aaron Gordon and his brand marketing himself it's it's beyond i mean this aaron gordon made it on the ellen show like this this is kind of the impacts of that and i think that Cole anthony has a really really big opportunity which you know i'm sure that he's excited about if you haven't seen any of Cole anthony's slam dunk uh, competitions uh throughout high school definitely take a moment on youtube and and look through it Cole anthony freestyling in a slam dunk contest competition atmosphere is is pretty crazy, and I'm excited to see what he comes up with. A lot of people are saying that he's really creative, and he has a little bit of an advantage. He has Terrence Ross, who is a former slam dunk contest champion winner. So I can only imagine that you know they've been kind of going at it and and throwing out some ideas. So it's going to be exciting. I'm excited to see what uh what Cole Anthony comes out with. Yes, sir. And one more thing, if you can make it a little bit earlier to the Magic games while they're warming up. You may catch one of those little surprise dunks I call Anthony tries to do in the warm-up line. So if you can make it to him a little early and get a little preview of a dunk contest by, by Cole Anthony, try to do that. Because they do this little section where they do all these like crazy dunks. Uh, the young guys primarily. Cole is in that line kind of putting on a show before the game. So check that out too. 
Yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend for Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony was also selected, and good for him, man, especially after, you know, missing out last year in the Rising Stars Challenge. But Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, and Franz Wagner have been selected for the Rising Star Challenge. This is the year that they've made adjustments to um, the format, so that's going to be really exciting. But how happy are you seeing that, the the you know, our boys got a little recognition. We're in there. Well-deserved. I mean, starting with France, not for nothing, but France to me is the guy that deserves it the most. Amazing uh, performance all season long. We really haven't seen like a rookie a rookie uh, slump from him just yet. Um, I mean, he deserves it. Jalen Suggs, I know he missed a couple of weeks there, uh, six weeks actually, with a thumb injury. He's bounced back and looked amazing. We'll talk about his impact on the team in a few minutes. Um, and then Cole Anthony, I know he's kind of been in a slump shooting the ball, but same thing as sucks. His impact on the court cannot be denied. Um, so well-deserved, these guys are going to, again, put Orlando on the map. There's no better way to do it than to be in All-Star Weekend, hopefully rocking an Orlando Magic jersey or where, or having the logo out there. Um, these guys are going to go through media sessions. They're going to go through hanging out with superstars and parties. Like This is how you create that vibe, that energy in the city of Orlando. And hopefully you can recruit you know, a disgruntled start on the road that says, hey, they're building something nice in Orlando. I saw these kids at the All-Star Weekend. Why not give it a shot? So uh, it's all good news for us. I'm uh, really excited. And I think that this is, again, another opportunity for marketing and exposure, especially for a player like Franz Wagner, who a lot of people, they really, nobody was really watching him or paying attention to Franz Wagner. They're learning about him as, you know, Franz Wagner is going on this tour where he's just whooping on every single team that he possibly can get, you know, his hands on. But the fact that he's going to be able to really demonstrate that now on a stage where you're playing against the LaMelo Balls, Anthony Edwards, all on one court, I think it's going to be really, really interesting because, again, this is another way for Franz to put his name on the map. It's going to be exciting, man, because, you know, Franz, Franz is he's a little bit of a monster, but Jalen Suggs also. Jalen Suggs, you can tell that he's playing with a, with a chip on his shoulder, he knows that these players were selected before him and he's not happy about it. So mm -hmm. it's a good way for them to go in there, battle it out and, you know, make a name for themselves. Yeah, man, it's going to be exciting. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, this past week, since we had our last episode, the Magic played against Detroit, Dallas, Chicago and Indiana. What would you say if I told you last four games we would take three of them? Do you believe me? It's funny. Last week we predicted two wins, I think, both of us. Um, so we were not too far off. Uh, we kind of saw the team playing well uh, the week before as well. Um, and thankfully, it transitioned well into this week. I mean, I don't know what to do with myself. All these wins, I haven't seen this many wins in a, a little week in review segment in a while. Uh, but yeah, man, we won three out of four, uh, four out of six, if you want to extend it a little more to the previous week. Um, the biggest thing to me is it's honestly the ball movement, man. The Magic have been averaging... 26.7 assists per game, Crazy. which is the fifth best in the NBA during this span. And mind you, this is we went back to the old starting lineup, right? We reintroduced Jalen Suggs to the starting lineup, and all of a sudden that ball is moving. The team is playing solid defense. Thankfully, again, big part to Jalen Suggs. Um, so his impact can be seen right away. And I do want to give a big shout out to, to Coach Mosley, man. This guy... Whatever he's doing is working. This guy, these kids will not give up. They may go down by 18, by 17. They'll find a way to chip at it, cut it to nine, cut it to seven. And all of a sudden, they're in the game. Even that loss against Chicago, we lost by 11 based on the scoreboard. 
But the reality is we had that game tied with two minutes, two and a half minutes left in that game. So even the games that we're losing, we're actually fighting against top teams and making it kind of interesting. So, I mean, it's amazing to see. It's been it's been definitely a breath of fresh air for us Magic fans that haven't really experienced this in quite some time. Yeah, I mean, listen, Suggs came back on January 14th, and since then, you know, he's put the Magic 5 and 6. So, you know, we're really seeing the impact of Jalen Suggs. Um, someone I brought this up to my attention or brought it up uh, on social media stating that, you know, the minute that, you know, Wendell Carter also returned to the lineup, you know, we saw improvements improvements from Franz Wagner. So the fact that these guys are really gelling well together is awesome to see. They're grinding, which is amazing. Um, and even if we kind of find ourselves in a hole, you know, we're we're responding to these runs that these teams are doing. A lot of it has to do with, again, these guys feeling more comfortable with each other. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as you said, credit to Coach Mosley. You know, us being able to move the ball the way that we're doing, I don't care how great of players you have on your team, you you don't have that kind of direction unless that's being, you know, really preached by your coaching staff. And Coach Mosley has been, you know, doing a really, really good job. He even talked about, you know, kind of work ways and make sure it makes it that second contract. And the, these things that you want to hear from your head coach. And, you know, you can really tell that he's received the buy-in from the players because they're listening to what he's saying. You can see that they're really fighting every single game. Even when we lose, we're not losing by a large margin. The games are close. And against teams that, you know, we really, they really should be beating us. Listen, we're the worst team in the NBA. But we're not we're not the normal worst team in the NBA. No, nope. we'll we'll show we'll show up. Now, do you do you have a fear that this is hurting our quote unquote tank? Right now, the Magic are one point five games ahead of Detroit for the worst record. But are you afraid that now that we're kind of rolling a little bit, that this could hinder our draft position? So I'm not going to change my stance on this. Uh, we've talked about it in the past, and I've been saying the same thing. As long as we finish with a top five worst record in the NBA, so I did one of the bottom five teams, I don't mind, man. Uh, we saw what happened last year. Um, Cleveland jumped us. Toronto jumped us. This new lottery format is not your old NBA f- lottery format, in which if you finish bottom three, you were kind of guaranteed one of those top three spots. That's not the case anymore. Anything can happen. So honestly, as a fan, I do want to see us lose some more. But I'm not worrying about when the team is playing well and we're winning games, getting concerned. The lottery can bounce in so many different ways. So as long as I'm seeing progress, which definitely we are, we're still kind of losing some games, which the week ahead is definitely really challenging. We're going to lose some games. I'm not too concerned. And then we have such a big gap between where we are and where maybe like OKC and Indiana and those like teams that are losing a lot are. I'm not too concerned, man. If the team is playing well, they're earning these wins. Listen, that's also really good to see. How about you? Yeah, I mean, we, listen, we got Memphis, Boston, and Portland coming up. You know, these games are going to get tougher. But you take a look at the teams that we played. Yeah, we, we're seeing development. We're playing better. Um, but Detroit is a team that, in my opinion, we are – I don't care what the record says. We're a better team than Detroit. Dallas, you know, you got that's, – that's a team I expected to lose to. And we, we came out there and we started fighting. Um, Chicago, the Chicago game kind of hurt me a little bit. That's mm-hmm. a game that I really won, especially as much, especially the amount of talk that I did to <laughs> other Chicago fans. I was really, I was really hoping that that wasn't not necessarily a fluke, but I really wanted to win that game in Chicago. It didn't happen. It is what it is. And then I won against Indiana, Indiana, they're also forehanded. I mean, 
as as happy as I am that we got these wins, um, you know that that again that reflects on development, the uh, the team playing better. You if if we lost all these games and we didn't get better, then great. These guys, these young guys are getting experience, but we don't want them to get the wrong type of experience. We exactly. want them to be able. The goal is to grow, and whatever outcome comes from that, it comes from that. Um, if you if you haven't been if you're not too invested in the NFL world, um, Brian Flores, which was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, I got let go. You know he has some allegations stating that the the Dolphins front office they're going to pay him a hundred thousand dollars for every loss that they had. That is insane level of tanking, Incredible. insane level. And <clears throat> I think about it, and man, if, I, if I'm a Dolphins fan, I'm I'm not like I'm not proud of that at all the fact that 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 is coming from the front office they they try to bribe the coach so it kind of changed my view a little bit of the tanking like what if what if in the basketball world alex martins was going to give coach mosley a hundred thousand dollars or x amount of dollars to lose as many games as possible what does that like what does that really say about your coach what does that really say not for nothing. About what the front of, office. What kind of culture are you developing? You know, what are you creating for these young guys? We again, we know. Let me let me get this right, though. Don't get me wrong. The Magic are not are no rush to try to like compete and try to win games. We know that. They're, they're, I don't know if they're officially tanking or they're blatantly tanking, but they're in no rush to try to win games. Again, that can be seen by the fact that Markel's still not back. MCW would what seemed like a minor injury still out. It's obvious in, to some degree. But like you're saying, you want to see this team develop. You want to see this team actually experience winning a little bit, taste what it feels like, because then that sets the standard. Hey, like that feels so good. We want to get better. We want to be at that level every single night. And one example of that, let me ask you a quick question. How many players do you think in this past 11 games, so we're five and six, are averaging more than 10 points a game for the Magic? What's going on, Magic fans? The NFL playoffs are getting intense, and only four teams remain in the NFL playoffs. And that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? You can experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Once again, bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restriction supply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So how many players do we have averaging double digits? 
in this past 11 games? Just throw a guess out there. I would say minimum four, maximum six. We have eight players Ooh. averaging double digits right now. All right, so let me see starts. if I can get it. Let me see. Go ahead. We got Franz, Jalen. Yep. We got Wendell. Yep. Cole. Hold on a second. Hold on. Mm, yeah, no. So we got Gary Harris. Gary Harris. Mo okay, Wagner. Okay, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Yes, yes, Mo Wagner, Gary. Two more. And then the la- two more? Let's let's put Mo Bamba. Yep. And then it's um Chuma. Yep. There you go. There you go. Surprisingly though, you know who's one that is not on that list? And it's actually the lowest. Terrence. Terrence Ross. Six point one. Yeah. That was shocking to me because again, we're winning, we're playing well, but yet Terrence is kind of not involved in what we're doing in a way. Like six points per game he's averaging these past eleven games. So all I'm trying to say is that cultural ball movement, pace and space, that's what our coach kept saying to us. Pace and space, move the ball, shoot the open shots. We're seeing it happen. The young guys are buying into it. Eight players averaging double digits, that's not easy to do. And like I said earlier, averaging over 26 assists, assists per game over this span, that's pretty impressive development uh, for a team that, again, was playing so poorly on the offensive, on the offensive end um, to start the year. So, again, I get tanking. I get what we're trying to accomplish. But listen, man, nothing's guaranteed. You might finish with the worst record and pick fifth. So, again, I'm letting it ride. Let it, let's let it go. Let's just watch these games. And when we end up, we end up. Also, weren't there many Magic fans upset that, hey, another year of tanking. We're losing again. We should be competing for the playoff spot. Then what happens to tanking in that case? You know, you're going to pick, pick 14th, 13th. So you can't have it both ways. You know what I'm saying? Like You can't, you can't want losing only, and you can't want to make the playoffs. Like, that doesn't work. Yeah, no, and it doesn't. But it still feels as if, you know, we're we're playing well. Franz Wagner is, is playing well, but he's still not getting the respect that he deserves, right? So mm-hmm. just recently, the NBA came out with the newest update for the NBA rookie ladder, and we got Franz at number five with Josh Giddy at four, Scotty Barnes three, Evan, and then Cade. Cade is number one. Look at that. That's the same Cade that we shot down in Orlando. He shot like one for 15 or whatever it was. Um, listen, I don't know, man. When you look at the numbers in every angle, you can look at every single staff for the past month, past weeks. Franz Wagner is not the fifth best rookie at this moment. I I can tell you, okay, Evan Mobley, the the Cavs are playing amazing. He deserves the credit. I understand that. The it's rest, just crazy that th- this man still leads like all all rookies in scoring. Granted, there's yeah, granted there's different aspects of what we're reviewing in terms of the rookie ladder, and a lot of people could say, well, it has a lot to do with with winning. If that's the case, why do we have Cade at number one with Detroit? Yep. Why? And not for nothing, we are winning. We're, this this gets updated every week. It did not get updated from last week to this week. He's still fifth. I'm like, how? We we, we went four and two. France has been a key part of those of the winning, consistent scoring. It is what it is, man. The only way France is going to get the recognition that he deserves is if he puts up another 38 points, another 40 points. And like, it has to be something crazy. But that's, that's overdrive work. Mm-hmm. None of these guys are doing that. I think yep. Cade maybe had a, a 30-plus game. I think so. A triple-double for sure. I don't know. And then I think about big names. And do we consider Josh Giddy a big name? 
No, he's putting up like this um, triple-double type of numbers where he's finishing with like 11 points, nine assists, eight rebounds every game. But then again, man, I, I don't know. That's like Russell Westbrook numbers to me. Like, yeah, it, it looks great. Triple-double alert every night. But like, again, does that impact winning? They're losing a whole bunch of games. So to your point originally, if winning is important, we won more than OKC this past week. So I don't I cannot understand that. I really don't understand how they're ranking these players. If it's by winning, if it's by scoring, then France should be higher. Yeah, I mean, my my rookie ladder, if I'm being if I'm looking at it being a hundred percent truthful and honest with it, I would put Evan Mobley number one. Cleveland's playing crazy. He has a really major part into that. I would put Franz two, then Scotty, then Cade, then Josh Giddy. That's what I would put. That would be I agree hundred percent. That'll be my list, and I would say don't touch it, leave it alone. <laughs> now, in other news, the Orlando Magic. Uh, this is this is awesome to see. Which is, I have a couple questions. All right, so Giannis Giannis Tima has signed back with the Lakeland Magic, which is great because if you remember, this was a blonde haired tattoo guy that drove around in Lamborghini and is married <laughs> to some crazy celebrity person from his country. Um, and made a lot of noise in the late in in the summer league games, which is which is awesome. If you remember, this was a player that um came in from a trade from Luke Rinnow, um from the Rob Hennigan era, and we finally was able to get him to join the team, and he he played he played okay, but we didn't hear from him since. Now it looks like we brought him into the Lakeland Magic, which is great because you know this is someone that was a fan favorite. But I, I've I have questions. So, one, how excited are you about this, or is it indifferent? And two, why now? Why not when we were missing players left and right with health and, and safety protocols when people were actually playing? Like, why why this long? There's only X amount of games left. I think the timing is really interesting. I know he was not playing for his team uh, internationally. I know he was not playing the last I think two months. Um, but the timing is really interesting, and I've heard a few different theories around this, whether it is that the Magic might trade multiple players at the deadline and have a need to fill up the roster with some G League guys initially or maybe for the rest of the season. Who knows? Um, and I've also heard the fact that they may want to just give him a look again after the trade deadline and maybe call him up and see how he does against NBA talent. But it's interesting because, like you said, he had a chance to sign for the whole season, maybe a two-way contract, maybe starting in Lakeland and then get called up. And that didn't quite happen. So it's it's interesting. I, I'm kind of indifferent because I don't know if we're really going to see him with the NBA team anytime soon. I hope that we do because we wanted to see him with the NBA team. Um, but it's interesting. I, I cannot quite put my fingers as to why now and what the vision is. How about you? What are your thoughts on why he's here now? I, I would I prefer him over Iggy. I mean, if we're if we're if if we're talking about if we're not using that two way contract in terms of development, which I don't feel like we've had for a really long time, mm -hmm. um, he is someone that is at least somewhat familiar with with the team and the players and Coy Anthony, RJ Hampton um, during the summer league, uh, Suggs and and Franz as well. And I feel like he's twenty he's twenty nine years old. And he's someone that could be at least that, that veteran role may not be the best player on the team, but you know, he's going to go out there and he's going to hustle. A lot of people have already kind of, you know, tagged him as, as the villain, an enforcer type, and you can't have too many of those. 
nope. um, on a team. Why not? So I don't know, man. I, I think it's definitely a good move. He's he's clearly a fan favorite. He has the appeal. Um, and and give him a shot, man. If you are making these moves, I would rather us bring up from the Lakeland as much as I like, you know, the players that we have on there. Bring in a vet, someone that's a little a little older and and can really do some of the things that you know from a different perspective can really help and highlight to you know our, our younger guys. Whether it's doing the little things, where it's you know being a little more physical, whatever the case may be. But I, I definitely I like the idea. I, I like the fact that we brought him back, and I think that you know depending on when it's up happening February tenth, you know there's definitely going to be a lot of positives from it. So I'm going to play a off script pass or shoot here. So do we see, actually, I'm going to rephrase that question. We will see Giannis team up with the Magic before the end of the season. Pass or shoot? I think so. I think so. At least one game, right? Minimum one. I, I think we see him. Especially if we I, trade. I think, I think it'd be it'd be kind of messed. It would be kind of messed up. Like, we we got this dude from, you know, across the country, and we're not going to at least give him at least one? Yeah. Nah, there, to, in order for him to like just from my perspective, putting myself in in his shoes, I'm gonna fly all the way out here back into the states, try my hand at getting into the league again, um, with a team that gave me a little exposure already. There there had to have been some type of conversation of some sort. For sure. I haven't looked at w- what the contracts would look like, so I would imagine that international they would be getting paid more than you know in in the G League. For sure. So I, I think so. I think so for sure. I think we see him at least one game. Me too. I think he either fills up that two-way contract or some way, somehow, we end up calling him up. Uh, maybe signing him to a, a, a minimum contract for the rest of the year. But um, if you do trade Terrence Ross and Gary Harris, you will need some older guys in the roster. And I think that's kind of where he may come in and kind of play that role. Um, so we'll see. Definitely interesting for sure. Yeah, happy to see Tim back. Let's see what ends up happening with that. Oh, yeah. Um, and then back in October – of uh, 2020, we had discussed an article that came out saying the Orlando Magic have hired legends to sell a new naming rights for the Amway Center. And it's because the Amway Center agreement ends in 2022, so this year. Amway has been the team's naming rights sponsor since the arena opened in 2010 and last year signed a $4.6 million annual renewal that runs through June 2022. So that means this June... Mm-hmm. Naming rights is up. Are you really thinking that we are going to have a new name for our arena? Is it no longer going to be the Amway Center? It We're coming sure close. It seems that way. It seems that way simply because, I mean, why why would you go to the extent of hiring uh, an outside firm to to do all this work, um, pay them all the millions of dollars to, to to again get you the best deal possible? And then go back with Amway, unless Amway overpays and says, "Hey, we we wanna we, we're enjoying being the the name of the arena. We want to stay." Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if one of these random crypto companies that keep naming every single arena in the NBA now um, yeah, finds Orlando. a way to crypto for Orlando. Here, here's here's the thing: when it comes to Amway, Amway was founded by Richard DeVos, so yeah. they they got a little they got a little insider. Like it's not just uh, maybe we don't feel like doing it anymore. Uh, homie, it's your team. Not yep. him. Richard's obviously no longer with us, but you know the the family at least has some type of insight. They would have to know, so it's clear that if they did hire a form a firm, they're definitely going to change the name. Yeah, I, th- I think my my odds would be more like seventy thirty at this point that we will see a new arena name uh, for the next season. And then again, isn't the practice facility opening opening up um, 
in spring of this year. So you're going to have the, the new practice facility. Having health. Yep. You're going to have the new arena name possibly for next season. A new brand mm-hmm. new rookie, hopefully top three. in the. So I can tell you guys, it might be a fun season next year uh, for all Magic fans. Why can't we just go to... Yeah, this old school. Why? Why get it like a marketing name? Just go back to calling it the arena and call it a day. It's all about money, man. Just like those, those jersey all patches. Money. It's all about money. That's right. All right, man. So I mean, interesting stuff. February tenth is right around the corner. Um, again, please don't forget hundredth giveaway. Three winners go on to the ninety nine episode on YouTube. Uh, leave that one hundred comment in the comment field for your chance to win either a jersey two lower bowl tickets and a chance to join us on an episode this week ahead we are playing saturday um against the memphis grizzly followed by boston on sunday portland on tuesday and then a trade deadline february 10th interesting week man do you see any any wins this week ahead i like our chances against portland but memphis they've been playing really really good basketball so um, interesting to see. And I feel like Boston is just, I oh mean, they, they're, they're, they have our number. Yeah. Yeah. We, we yeah. can't stop Brown and Tatum at the same time. It's just, it's too much for us to handle. I think right now, um, the only game I see like you is Portland. Uh, and then after that we go to Utah and Phoenix. So it doesn't get any better. And I think Denver after that. So this next two weeks, I'm not seeing many wins and don't forget, like you said earlier, trade that line is next Thursday. So right after these games, our team may be really young. Um, so we got to see how things look at that point. Um, but like you, I'm going to go with one win out of the next three. Um, that's, that's the best case scenario, I think. All right. Let's see what happens. February 10th. We'll talk to you guys then. That's a wrap. Catch you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. For all the latest Orlando Magic news and updates, follow us on Twitter at The Ozone Pod and on Instagram at Orlando Magic HQ. Remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.